Hello folks, it's a pleasure to be able to bring this latest podcast to you. Today's topic is motivation, and we are, these days, so lucky to have many inspirational people to refer to and admire in the whole motivational realm and arena. So starting off on an old school note, I often refer to Stoics and philosophers of yesteryear. More often than not, I must admit, I see my clients' eyes glaze over when I mention the philosophers from around the world, whose origins lie in designations such as Roman emperors, playwrights, power brokers, teachers, and right down to former slaves and homeless individuals. I hear you ask, what is it about their teachings that could possibly be relevant today? Well, Let me use this podcast to demonstrate one such instance. And if for any reason you don't think that their teachings or discussions are relevant, then we'll move on. If we consider all the social, mental and physical obstacles that we navigate on a daily basis, items such as stress, anxiety, parenthood, a new business perhaps, a new relationship, illness or perhaps a relative that is gravely ill or one that has recently passed, You could also throw into the mix uh, matters of addiction, old age, alcohol, or even the struggles of being a teenager these days. I'm sure many of you can add in a myriad of other subjects or influences in your current life that trouble you and keep you awake at night. Consider this thought. You may not be the first to handle these difficult circumstances or problems life has thrown at you. How many countless of millions have gone before you and contemplated life and sought out solutions to the perceived miseries of life? People have dedicated their entire lives in trying to figure out this human existence. By keeping an open mind, we may consider that some have actually stumbled upon some truths worthy of our attention and consideration. So this is what I'm going to share with you. Epictetus, who was born a slave in Greece in the year 55 AD, he scribed this statement, The chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not the uncontrollable externals, but within myself, to the choices that are my own. So let's dissect this phrase and pull out the possible meanings and see how relevant they are to our lives today. One of the fundamental concepts I try to instill in my clients is the understanding of what is in their control and what they do not control. What we can influence and what we cannot influence are considerations that need to be implemented early on in our struggle to control our emotions, mental thought patterns and behavior. This is itself, of course, an entire subject we could delve into, and I have no doubt we'll get to do that in the future podcast. Many people in recovery are taught this, the serenity prayer, which I have no doubt you've heard before, and this is it. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You cannot change the influences you experienced as a child or as a young adult, whether it was abuse, loss, 
or loneliness. Just as you couldn't change the influences, you are unable to change the choices you have made in the past or the hurt you may have caused. But what you can do is you can change the future by applying a clear and considered decision in the now and the present. This is under your control, right here, right now. Exclude any influences from the past or any current day influences. You are able to make an educated decision that will most certainly affect your tomorrow. Why hand over control of your mind and decision-making process to influences that only had power over you yesterday? For example, the accident you were involved in three years ago can no longer influence you today unless you allow it. Why hand over control of your current decision-making process to the memory of an abusive individual from your childhood? Now, as a therapist, I'm all too aware of the serious nature of abuse and early-age trauma, but I still ask the question as to why we are so hell-bent on allowing it to influence decisions we make today. So we return to the same consideration that Epictetus considered all those years ago, and that being cultivating the ability to differentiate between what it is we can control and what we are unable to control or influence. Having a mission, a goal, or an objective bigger than yourself is the easiest way to rein in the mind when it wanders off down memory lane or opens the floodgates of fear, doubt, and self-loathing. These are based on our current circumstances, history, or previous influences in our lives. The more we delve into the past and relive those experiences, the more control they exact over our conscious mind of today. Why give your mind that latitude to do and think as it pleases? Contrary to popular belief, we control the mind. The mind does not control us. People who succumb to influences and peer pressures react far more than they act. This is a trend that needs to be addressed and sorted out urgently. It's cultivating she people in our society. Surely we are far more than just that. We are far more than people that react to life and influences. I find it hard to believe that people willingly allow others to put them down or use them as a doormat. So, where is the hidden gem of thought pattern that will unlock our free mind and spirit? One statement jumps to mind here and I have desperately tried to install this in all my clients. Master what you control. Become self-aware and channelize your thought process to work in your favor for a change. Cut out the negative influences. Cut out the wallowing in past traumas, situations, circumstances, and install positive thoughts and affirmations on a daily basis. Your mind is a sponge, and the more it absorbs negativity, the more it will release that negativity when squeezed or put under pressure. By consciously absorbing positivity, which is a choice by the way, it stands to reason that when under pressure that very same sponge will release positivity in action, deed and thought. Train the brain has been a motto here on this podcast and this is precisely why it is so applicable. 
simply stand up and take charge by following Epictetus's advice of firstly knowing what you can and what you can't control and secondly deciding the path of either good or evil. The results will speak for themselves instantly and by cultivating the simple practice of managing your sphere of influence diligently you will emerge so much stronger tomorrow. Stand tall and cultivate the better you daily. Thanks so much for joining me this evening. Short and sweet, I know, but um, I, I can't emphasize enough that if we slow down and actually take conscious thought patterns or our conscious brain and train it, guide it, show it, because believe it or not, we do control our brains. We have that ability. You can control your emotions. You can control your thought patterns. You can absorb or repel anything you wish. So instead of choosing the negative, easy path to flow, choose the positive. Choose the one that makes you grow, the one that makes you stand out. You have an immense amount of power in your grasp, in your ability. Just reach out, decide what is good, what is evil. Make the difference in your choices. Within a very short period of time, your life will start looking a whole lot different to than what it looks like now. Guys, thanks again. Take it easy. Good luck. Watch out for each other out there. If you have any requests or any queries or problems, drop me a line. There are several different ways to contact me. I will get back to you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.